this is the 37th year. So, I always in many areas of these, I have people help me, ministers, that help me get some information, and then I get inspired in whatever they give me. But 37, there are two, two, two groups here, 30 and 7, in Hebrew, uh, the, the, the valoric number is of 30, the name is Lamed, that means 30. In, in Hebrew, then names, uh, the numbers have names, as the letters. It's like, uh, for example, in, in Spanish or in English, we say that uh, A is one, and B is two. Well, every letter in uh, Hebrew has a name because it has a number. It's the same thing. So 30, Lamed, really has a symbol of uh, a rod. And this is interesting because the rod really uh, is synonymous of teaching and direction and guidance. And with a rod, but the first thing that comes to my mind is Moses guiding and directing the people out of slavery with a rod in his hands. And whenever it came to a situation that a miracle was needed, either it was to hit the rocks or water would come out, or whether it is just to cross the Red Sea, the rod had something to do with it. So the Lord was telling me as I was given this information that uh, 30, Lamed, the symbol was a rod, that God is going to place a rod in everyone's hand, whether it's in English or Spanish services that are under our teachings. A rod to open and be and to direct, and th there's no, nothing that could be in your way that with that rod you will not be able to enter it and you will not be able to uh, just bury it. You see, the rod is meaning right now a tremendous a favor and grace. And because of that rod, that spirit, you get to believe that you have it. I'm telling you, I have it. I pass it on to those that believe it. If you don't believe it, then you are just here just like, you know, to have a, uh, an hour of relaxation. <laughs> but you need to believe. You need to believe you, a rod is going to be placed in your hands. And there's no ocean that will not be, or river, or body of water that will not be a part for you to cross if you believe you have a rod in your hands. <laughs> there will not be anything that you will not be able in, to really enter in if you realize that a rod has been placed. And you see, the rod also is a symbol of protection. The shepherds used to protect their sheep with a rod and battle lions and bears to protect their sheep. So you, a rod is going to be a, a symbol of protection for you to protect what is yours. To protect your children. Now, listen, nowadays, you better 
have faith that God is going to give you something to protect your children. For children is more in greater danger than ever right now. You hear? So you are going to be able to protect your children. You're going to be able to protect your properties. To protect what is yours. The rod protects. Protects and opens up that you may direct and allow the Holy Spirit to shine his light in whatever he has awaiting you. Are you listening to me? So that's 30. Lamed. A rod. Everybody say, I got a a rod in my hand. There's no place I cannot enter. Say it. There's no place I cannot enter. You've got to believe it. And if you believe it, you speak it. You believe it. You, you, you know what your rod is now, really? Your tongue. You don't have a physical rod. But with your words, you will part the sea. With your words... Things that were impossible for you to enter, you will enter because your rod will declare it and it will be so. If you continue to believe in the power of God within your rod, give the Lord a hand. Now, 37, 30, Lamed, a rod, guidance, protection, power, but seven, Zayim, Zayim uh, has a symbol of a sword, of power, of conquest. So God is putting also a sword in your hands for you to conquer new territories in your future. I don't know what territory you need to conquer now. Maybe you need to conquer your territory of your health. Maybe it's your money. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your marriage. Are you listening to me? I don't know what territory needs to be conquered. But right now, this 37 year, God is going to put a rod to protect what you already got. And a sword to go and conquer that which you need to conquer. Are you listening to me? This is extremely important. This is extremely important because it's not only for this year. God is not going to give you something now that for next year, the 38th year of our church, is going to take it away from you. This is going to be given now for you to keep and to add whatever may be coming in the future. Are you listening? You don't have to hurry like in December it finish. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. What God gives you is yours to keep by faith. And anything else that God may have for you will be added to that which you have right now. Are you following what I'm trying to tell you? Man, I'm telling you, praise the name of Jesus. There are great things coming to you. I said there's great things coming to you. I said that there are great things coming to you, man. My Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Time, and I'm saying everything that is happening, God is going to. The Bible said that God is going to shorten the days, the last days. And these days are going to be short. Jesus is coming soon from his church. 
before you know you're going to be flying without feathers <laughs> and without <laughs> and without a parachute you're going to be flying we're going to meet the lord in the clouds just like the bible say hey pastor do you believe that of course i believe that just like i believe that jesus paid my debt I said, just like I believe that Jesus paid my debt. And you believe that? Of course, that's why I'm saying. Because I believe that I don't have to pay my debt because Jesus paid it. That's it. Oh, yes, I believe that the Jesus is coming just like he said that he's coming. And I'm going to meet him in the heavens here in the clouds. I'm going to take us to heaven and then we will return with him. How many wants to go in the rapture? Raise your hand and believe it. You don't want to stay behind, baby. <laughs> I said, you don't want to stay behind. You don't want to stay behind. As I was praying with this information, and I just have to say something quickly because the Lord told me, tell the people as you share this of the rod and the sword. You see, the Bible says, let me tell you this. The Bible says the sword of the spirit is your tongue. So your tongue could be the rod and your tongue could be the sword. Whatever you may say or declare and establish is what it's going to be. The Bible says the sword of the spirit is your tongue. So it could be your rod to protect what God has given you already. Or it could be the sword to acquire and conquer that which God wants you to have and you ain't got yet. You follow? Give the Lord a hand, please. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. So the Lord said, hey, be sure you tell him up, uh, up to get delivered. I said, but delivered of what, my Lord? And they say they got to get delivered from themselves. And then he gave me a, this we have spoken before, but this is so important. In uh, uh, Philippians, Philippians, Philippians 3, Paul speaks I got the version of the King James. And King James sometimes is not easy to understand. That's why sometimes it's good. I like it because I learned my reading this Bible, this version. But sometimes I go to other versions in order to get more expanded revelation and allow God to speak to me in a better manner. 3.13 of Philippians says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Well, that means that I have not arrived. I have not apprehended. It means I have not arrived. I have not reached to that point. I have not obtained that. So I'm not talking to you like I already obtained it. I already arrived. But this one thing I do. 
I have not arrived yet. And I, I don't speak to you like I, I know everything and that I have done everything. I, I speak to you about faith. That doesn't mean that I have super faith. I'm also in the process of learning. That's what he's saying. And he's talking about Paul, the one that wrote almost all the New Testament. And then he said, not that I have obtained it, but this one thing I do. This one thing that he does, what is it? Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. This is interesting because remember, Paul, that was named Saul before. The Lord changed his name to Paul. He used to, he was persecuting Christians. And not only persecuting Christians, he used to get the Christians to be killed. So he had a very, he was thinking that he was right. But then he realized he was wrong. He was in the way to Damascus, and all of a sudden Jesus Christ appeared and told him, why do you persecute me? And he said, but who are you? I said, as you persecute one of these, there are my people, you are persecuting me. I'm Jesus Christ. There comes the conversion of Paul. So now, you have to understand the past that he had. How many people he have taken to be killed? How many children were left without a father because of him? How many women were left without a husband because of him? How many families has cried because of him? How many innocent people just because of believing Jesus he had killed? And now he's preaching Jesus. So what I want you to understand, all the, the garbage he had in his past. And this was not easy now to forget. So that's why he said, I have not arrived yet. Arrived what? Arrived to totally be free. Because he had to fight this constantly. Whenever he's standing in a pulpit to preach about Jesus, the devil put in his mind everybody that he has killed, all the children that have no father, that because of him they have no father. So that's why he says, and this is so, this is so tremendous. I have... I count not myself to have apprehended it, but this one thing I do. This he does regardless. Forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting my past. I push myself to forget my past. Even though it comes to my mind constantly because the enemy wants me. You see, whenever those things come to it, Whatever those things come to your mind, what you did, your faith diminishes it. Therefore, whatever God has for you to protect with your rod or to achieve with your sword, you cannot do because all those things work because of faith. Your rod works because of faith. Your sword works because of faith. So now the devil needs to diminish that faith Weaken that faith, bringing to you your past. How many times you cheated in your husband? How many times you cheated in your wife? That is not, a, of course, that nothing happened around us. It's only talking about the church next door. <laughs> See, 
So, what I mean to say is whatever things you have done wrong, business that you have opened with your partner was your best friend, and you screw him up, <laughs> huh? and you hurt him, and now he, as far as you know, he doesn't even care about the Lord because you give him a terrible testimony. So you see so many things that you have done and I have done that the enemy needs to bring it to me at the present to weaken my advancement. If, I, if my faith is not working, I cannot achieve. If I cannot achieve, I cannot advance. And I'm here and you are here to advance. Because your blessing is in your next step. Listen to me. Your blessing is in your next step. It's like a, like a ladder. One ladder, one, one step, one step. You cannot stay in that step. You got to move. You were born to be moving. You were born to be moving, not to be down. Crying because of what you did. Because you have been forgiven. So the point here is, have you sincerely repented? If you sincerely repented, you have been forgiven. The point is now that after, if you sincerely repent and God forgives you, the next step, have you forgiven yourself? You see, if you don't forgive yourself, the devil will continue bringing and bringing and bringing things of the past. Uh, make you, making you uh, feel like a hypocrite. You are worshiping God. You're saying this and that. Well, come on. How many people have you hurt? That they don't even know you were the one that hurt them. That you did it in the, sh in the shadows. Your children. Maybe you were a bad father. Maybe you were a bad mother. These are tough things, but that's the way it is. Unless you are able to receive the forgiveness that God has already given you because you have tr truly repented, you cannot help the child that you didn't help before. But he's not a child anymore. It doesn't matter. So he's 30, he's 40, and you were a bad mother, you were a bad father. If you receive the blessings of God as forgiveness, you can go to that man or woman and say, listen to me, my son. I want to say I'm sorry for being a bad father. Because I could have done better for you. But the only thing I can say is that I've been forgiven by God, and I want you to forgive me. Then that will strike that boy or that man or that girl that much that she will enter because she knows you were a bad father. He knows you were a bad mother. So when you have that confrontation with that person, for sure she's able to clear her heart of the thorn that you have done in her heart since you were a child. Because maybe you rejected, maybe you were not there. I don't know. What I mean to say it doesn't matter what it was. 
It doesn't matter whatever you did. You did something or many things or many somethings. So what is to do? Now realize that you are forgiven and you cannot allow the devil by any means to put you down because you got to know that. You got to learn. He just don't want me to advance. And he's weakened my faith that I may not take my next step. Oh, my God. Everybody say, I'm free. I'm free. Say it three times. Go ahead. Yes, you are free. Praise the name of Jesus. This is powerful. Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. That's my past. Reaching forth. This reaching forth means an effort. This is not an automatic thing. It takes an effort to fight the enemy as it brings to you a picture of what you did. You need, it takes an effort for you to shake loose from it and declare in front of that picture that you are free and that you are forgiven and that you are ready for whatever God has for your life. Oh my God, you know what I'm saying, man? Blessed be the name of the Lord. So we have to be aware that many Christians are not advancing, even though they have received the Lord. But it's you, it is not automatic the getting free from your past unless you put an effort reaching forth. Reaching forth. And it's interesting because it says, he says uh, in verse 14, I press, you see, I press, that's effort. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ. Whenever you're able to push forth and beat that picture, that the enemy pulls in your head. And it's a tough picture because it's not a picture you say, no, I didn't do this. No, I did it. But it doesn't matter if I did it, I'm forgiven. Therefore, if I'm forgiven, I gotta see, you gotta read this. This is powerful. Wait, wait, wait. This is so good. Let me see if I can get this now. In, this is in, the, in Micah, the chapter 5, 6, verse 19 says, He will turn again, that's God. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. That means that that which is a sin that you committed, that which you've done that was so terrible, or the many things you've done that were terrible in all these years, that the enemy wants to put a picture for you to feel sorry and, uh, uh, well, feel down, sorry, shame, doesn't exist. 
God has thrown it in the depth of the sea. Do you see what I'm trying to tell you here? So whenever that comes to you, it is tough. If you don't, if you don't have this teaching, it's hard, tough because this is something that you've done. And then immediately you feel bad because you've done it. Now you're a Christian and you've seen the people that you never thought that you have heard. Now you know you heard them. But you cannot get involved into that. you got to say, that does not exist anymore. My God and my Lord just throw that in the depth of the ocean. It doesn't exist. Since it doesn't exist, it cannot affect me. Glory to God. I am free. Listen, you got to be very... Uh, what I say, uh, you got to be aggressive. To be a Christian, you got to be aggressive. This is not just to come here and light a candle. This is to learn the word and aggressively establish it. Period. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at yourself as a warrior all the time. God is your father. But at the same time, he's your general. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So you got to always have an attitude that you are there to protect and conquer. Amen. Nothing can come against you, especially those things that are from the past. Because thing, one thing you do now you will press towards the mark because there is a price. And the price is your liberty from the past. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord.